right back, Charlie. People deluded, I'm back again. people deluded i'm back again thank you very much for tuning back in hopefully everybody's enjoying their sunday again good you know good morning good afternoon good evening of course good night you know extra blessings to my fellow arsenal fans seven wins in a row nine cup finals left do we begin to dream whatever you lot want to dream about? I don't check the league table, but it seems feasible. It's probably you know, confirmed that we're going to be in the Champions League next year. So it's lit, man. It's lit. It's lit. Shout out to Leeds. You know, would have been nice to keep a clean sheet, but we got three points. I heard certain London teams lost. You know, Villa at home isn't for everybody. It's peak for them. So, yeah. Obviously, next week we've got Liverpool and whatnot. Smash the like button, comment any thoughts, etc. And we're going to have to deal with what's going on there. Again, in terms of other games, we're going to be watching Newcastle, United, Manchester United after this. I think it's I scheduled for 15 minutes past four. So, 4.15. Appreciate EK. And obviously, American Guna. No to Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Big up DJ in the chat. There you have it, man. I mean, if Arteta wants Dominic Calvert-Lewin and he's available for a discount, then fair enough. I need to actually see if something's confirmed, people, because literally just before I went live, I don't know if I... Yeah, I read it right. Sorry, people. Brendan Rodgers has left Leicester. It's peak. Where's he going to go? You know, you can imagine he's going to get linked with Spurs. Boy, it's peak, you know. And again, it's a good it's a good season where the Premier League's concerned at all levels, nothing's confirmed. Yeah, so Rodgers is gone. I can't lie, it says mutual consent, so he must get his money. Do you know what? At least he can leave it with his head, you know, with his... His head held high, you know, he won an FA Cup there. It actually says he, you know, he got their first European semi, semi, semi-final in the in 2022. So he's done all right, man. There was a time where Rogers' stock was so high, the media at a time when United was available, when there was potentially cause for, for Pep maybe to leave City, definitely where Arsenal were concerned. Uh so yeah, both Manchester clubs, Arsenal, um, etc. He's linked with half the top six, really. At a point, people even said, could he go back to Liverpool if clock goes? So yeah, Brendan Rodgers' stock has fallen, really, and he's the latest manager to get sacked. I can't lie, I have a little bet with my friend that by Monday, David Moyes won't be in a job at West Ham as well. I don't know how he's how he's there. Rod, Rodgers is apparently in the driver's seat for the Spurs job. I mean, bias included, is that necessary? They should be all over it. Is it necessarily a step up? I mean, he's won the trophy. Is it necessarily a step up at this moment in time? I would say yes, because obviously Spurs are going to finish higher than Leicester. And Leicester need a rebuild. They need to replace Jamie Vardy. It seems like Madison might be getting cold feet about signing a new deal. Telemans is gone. Spurs need a rebuild as well. But again, 
Spurs probably have more money to throw at it for whatever they whatever they have to say. So yeah, David Moyes heard me. I ain't watching the game, but allegedly West Ham are winning. Fair enough. Afternoon, fella. So psh, Brendan Rogers is Pete. Graham Potter. I don't know how Graham Potter, I don't know how you still got your job, really. Surely even the most loyalists of Chelsea boardroom members have to be considering, you know, is he the guy for us? It's crazy, man. And obviously, thoughts are always going to be with Patrick Vieira after losing his job at Crystal Palace. And by watching the highlights and seeing what they did today, but hey, I don't think they were playing for the gaffer. Champions League, Premier League, not interested in Dominic Calvert-Lewin, injury prone. He is injury prone and we've got enough of them, to be honest with you. We're going to get linked with a whole host of strikers. We've probably left the level of Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Fair enough if I see something in him, but... We've obviously brought in Jesus, Eddie and Ketty and potentially Balogun have emerged. Probably need to set our, our, ourselves a bit higher than Dominic Calvert-Lewin at this moment in time. His stock isn't the highest because obviously he's barely been able to stay fit and will ever find themselves where they're at. In my opinion, Burry has egg on his face, poor leadership in him. He has done Graham Potter Day, but at the same time, regardless of Chelsea going through this transitional period and all these things, you should be doing a lot better, you know? It wasn't always rosy under Mikel Arteta. We were finishing eight. We finished eighth back to back. But there was a point under Mikel Arteta when we were still quite poor as a football club. But you could see what the man was trying to do. Certain players were not able to play out from the back. They never had certain levels of concentration. Certain things he had to like, you know, we've seen crazy stuff at this football club. You know, we've seen Smith roll false nine. We've seen uh, Lacazette in a 10. We've had to run a back three at times. There's been times he's just had to do certain things because he has to. But you could see what Arteta was trying to do. Again, I don't think anyone could see him challenging for the league title potentially now, but you could see what he was trying to do with Graham Potter. And again, I'm not watching Chelsea on a regular basis. You can't see that. That's the one thing that could save him. And let's let's be honest, you know, Chelsea might be 11th in the table and things, but let's, and you might criticize some of their players and players have to take responsibility, but they haven't got the worst group of players to work with. Let's be honest, some teams behind Chelsea, and that's running out at this moment, would love some of these players to work with. You should be getting more of a meal out of some of them. So anytime you're not doing that, it's peak. Of course, there's probably simply put too many players on the books at Chelsea. Obviously, you know, player power is a real thing. He's joined the club at a transitional period. There's them sort of luxuries for him, but it's just not there, man. I just heard the news. Rogers finally got sat. Should have gone last season. Potentially should have left a lot sooner. Please, I do know Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Afternoon, Casper. Shout out, 40 chats. Jesus shining at you, Gunners. Pep improves players and happy to see Jesus and Zinni shining. But we're still hunting you, man, down. I don't know about any of that smash the light, but we're just taking things game to game. And as Mikel Arteta said, in these last 10 to 9 games, enjoy it. We've worked so hard. We need to take it seriously, but enjoy it. A football career is short. And at the end of the day, football means the world to me. And I'm sure it means more to the players. But it's not like there's, you know, your job's not contingent on, on necessarily winning the game of football. In some other jobs, it's literally life or death. You lose a game of football, so what? So we're just enjoying where we're at. I don't check the league table, but I'm happy with some of these talking points that you lot are entertaining. Thing is with Potter is the players he's bringing in look rubbed as well as the players already there. Exactly, and that's the issue. And for Graham Potter, if I was him, I would have taken the Chelsea move respectfully to him. If you fail, you you I don't know about Brighton now because they're going another place, but you the jobs you kind of had before, you'll find them again. I can't guarantee that what, you know, clubs of Chelsea stature are going to go for him again. So I could understand it. And obviously, you know, money has to be made in this world. He's probably got a nice bank balance and, and things like that. But for me, hey, Chelsea, are forgetting, did they not spend a couple of million quid to bring him in as gaffer? And he's one of the highest paid coaches in the world. I'm sure you all saw the wages leak. So it's peak. DG, next game, who should be the front three? Because all four players have a reason to start his peak. Good problems. Arteta's got good issues. 
bought it. I'm not going to lie. Liverpool? Oh. I don't know, man, because I think you've got to play Jesus. Saka speaks for himself. Saka has to play. I think you've got to play Jesus. I don't think you can drop Trossard. I don't think you can drop Martinelli. I think we need to make football where you're allowed 12 players. It's a madness. I want to say Martinelli. I don't, it's a good question. And we're going to have to... Well, every day we're probably going to... I'm probably going to change my mind. That's a great question. For me, I'm looking at it. Obviously, we don't travel well at Anfield. Trossard has fitted in at Arsenal very well. Before he signed for Arsenal, he got a hat-trick at, at Anfield. Anfield is a difficult place. We're going to need that. He's an experienced lad as well. He's respectfully to him. Not It's not Martinelli's obviously developing gears to his game, but Trossard's got a bit more variety. He knows when to try and be a 1v1 demon, when to play 1-2s, when to occupy space. And Martinelli's obviously developing that asset, but nine times out of ten, it's go hard or go home. It's heavy, it's heavy metal music sort of thing from Martinelli. I'm just going to give it everything I've got sort of thing. Um, and I look at it, who would I want to impact off the bench, really? Trent, obviously, Martinelli always has a great game against Trent, so that's another reason to start him. And he's been doing well and one of our best players from the season. But I just think if Trossard could play against Trent, for example, for about 60, 70 minutes, everything's going well, you bring on Martinelli, come on now. You don't really want to defend against Martinelli on the best of days, let alone when you're tired. And Trossard could give him a, tor a terrible time. I don't think, obviously, Saka has to play. It was, it was nice to see him get get rested of some sorts last, last uh, yesterday. Uh, I think Jesus has to play. There's no one else. Yes, you can go with Trossard and Hay uh, Trossard and Martinelli, sorry, which is a shout. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm leaning towards Trossard because I think we're getting we're getting to that period where as much as we're doing this youngster thing, I like that and all of that sort of stuff, smash the light button. I think we need to see our experienced players stand up to be counted. And that's why I'm happy that Xhaka, forget the goals, even though that was probably my favourite goal yesterday when Xhaka scored because of the run and actually when Odegaard's played in the past. But the Xhaka's, the Partey's, we're going to need you lot really and truly. So it's, 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 I don't know, man. But at the same time, if it's not broke, don't fix it. In Martinelli's case, you've got Jesus back. The partnership is there, you know. It's a difficult one, really, man. It's like Martinelli's doing good. He's fearless and all of that jazz. He nine times out of ten has a half-decent game against Liverpool. And then I'm even moving like it's just Trossard or, or Martinelli. Jesus might even hold the bench. It could be it could be Trossard as a false nine, the Martinelli partnership. We have to get at that defence. Now, respectfully, it's going to be a different game to what we saw City play. You know, I think Liverpool, they need to get their confidence back. So I think they're going to play a lot better. But that defence looks shambolic, you know. Again, when I look at Van Dijk, you know, the guy's one of the best centre-backs to have ever played in the Prem. Not as high as I think he's rated, but he's there. I don't see that leadership aspect of him. He's not leading, you know. That is an experienced back five with Alisson, with Robertson, with Konate. He's inexperienced in comparison to them, but he plays for France. Van Dijk goes without saying. Trent, it goes without saying. They doesn't look like a leader in that defence. Their, their shape looks awful and things like that. You know, you saw it yesterday. Robertson is just pressing by himself, leaving gaps. You know, Van Dijk just thinks, I just, because I got an aura of a great defender, that's all I need. Canate, you know, he's actually just part of it because everyone's collapsed. Trent is just moving mad. We need to ask questions. We need to ask questions of that defence. And I don't know, man. I don't know. It's As I said, it's one where you wish you could play 12 players, really. I don't know, man. Respectfully to Holden, I just hope Saliba's fit off topic. 
How do you drop the leading scorer? Exactly. Great point. It's good to have these player selection headaches. Trossard is probably better impact sub. They might bring in Gomez if we bring Martinelli off the bench. Bossart, Bossart against Trent is a must. He scored three goals against them early in the season. If Tierney starts over Zinchenko, I would start Trossard over Martinelli. I don't think we're going to see Tierney start. I mean, Martin, Martinelli, Mikel Arteta is entitled to use his squad, but we probably, away from home, we've been a lot better in terms of, you know, not just defensively, but how we, in my opinion, how we move it back to front. And Zinchenko's a key part of that, really. But then again, you do have Mr Mo Salah, who is, there's so many talking points in Liverpool's last game, we forget he scored. And when I look at Liverpool, there was a point in that game where I was thinking, oh, I wonder if Arteta's watching this game and he's thinking about if that could potentially be us. And what I mean by that is, people, if you remember, there was a point where Liverpool were half in the game. They obviously exploited the high line of City to score the counter-attack. And there was an incident just before City grabbed the equaliser where they sprung the offside trap. Now, naturally, we play a high line. That is going to be a concern and you don't want to get into a foot race with some of them attackers that Liverpool have, really. And again, we saw actually in the game at, at, at the Emirates, sorry, where not following runners, not being aware of runners, you know, in the build-up to the goal where I think Nunes eventually put it in the back of the net, but him, Diaz and all of them, so it's difficult. Martinelli has to play against Trent. I hear that. It's a good question, man, and I'm happy it's, it's Mikel Arteta's problem, really. You think with how weak Liverpool's midfield is, you think we can play Trossard in the Xhaka position? I'm not going to lie to you. I, 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 you know, Trossard's got the mental capacity to play there, but it's not the game for that. What we've been doing, obviously, you can be a bit cute and clever, but let's stick to the script. It's not the game to be inventing things. What did Pepe say? Just joined the stream. We'll look at that in a second. But it's a game where, again, it's mentality. It's mentality. Liverpool have enough. Liverpool are a better team than where they are on the table, but they're feeling sorry for themselves. Go out there and make that the case. That will happen. Just a topic we can discuss. Trossard as an eight is a pre-season experiment. It could run, but uh, I'm not really on it, really, if I'm honest with you. Good, good talking point, though. To be honest, I think we'll go back to a normal starting 11 without Saliba. Hear that. Tempted to say we should start Tini to deal with certain threats at Anfield. I hear that. You're right, using our offside trap nearly got us 2-0, especially as we have Diaz back, then we can definitely hurt you on the counter. I mean, naturally, counter-attacking is going to be an area of where Arsenal are going to struggle, but generally, because that's a byproduct of how we play. Same with City. And probably that's what led to us, you know, that we didn't we weren't on the, we didn't have to defend too much yesterday. Yes, Rams had to make saves, but that's where the goal kind of come from. And that is one worry of ours, you know. We we get back well, we've defended well, but the transition sometimes I look at uh, Spurs at home in uh, in the build up to that penalty. I look at Liverpool at home. I look at yesterday as well. Sometimes it's the, I look at Crystal Palace. Sometimes the transition and you know we're a very clean team. We don't make that many fouls. As you can see, we we ain't picked up that many much bookings in the last recent games. But sometimes you have to be a bit cynical, like what I'm sure Arsenal fans don't like to hear this guy's name. But Rodri, we need to do that sometimes. Sometimes you know, like you look at the goal yesterday. I don't think there's a single person to blame. I just think it was a terrible error, really. You know, we're caught against the transition. Benjamin's got nothing to do with it, but he's having to react and get into a recovery area. You know, Xhaka's not really... Xhaka and Martinelli are not aware of the runoff from Leeds that eventually is scored, but it's a nonchalant flip by, by Granite. If I'm honest with you, big up Zinchenko, you're the guy, but forgive me for sounding a bit ignorant, but for me, it looked like you needed to be a bit braver there. You've kind of, I don't know, you know, I'm going to give, it looked like he tried to do some juggle Benito, tried to fling his shoulder in that and do something. I think if he just stands up tall and accepts whatever fate, I don't think it deflects in the way it did. And I think Ramsdale might get his clean sheet, but 
I'm not here to blame anyone. It's just the sequences. Because initially, you know, we got back, and I will go over it in a sec, but we got we got back early. We had numbers. We had more numbers than them. But then it's like we get into our shape, and at times it's like we think just because we're in these areas that that's half defending. So, yeah, man. Man, I don't think anybody likes Rodri. Every fan base hates him. Hates a strong word, but the man's a villain. He's one of them. Ironically, he's like Robertson, you know, and I'm sure Arsenal have a couple of them probably Benjamin White now because of how he's starting to act. He's one of them. Unless they play for your team, you hate them. You admire what they do, but you absolutely hate them. But Rodri is becoming a pantomime villain. You know, he's criticising Scotland's way of playing. You know, again, he's tried to write off Odegaard and Tierney. He was a villain at the Emirates last year, actually, really, with the celebrations in front of the fans. Uh, but so on and so forth, man. Great talking points. Keep them coming. Don't forget to smash the like button. And don't forget, 4.15, we're watching Newcastle against Manchester United. Not, I can't lie. I don't like Rodri. That guy gets let off so much as well. I'm not going to lie. He should have got the, he should have got his second yellow yesterday. But as Klopp put it, I don't. as he said, I'm not sure we would have won if we played against 10. Zichenko turned away. Should have stood his ground. Take the shot to the chest or the stomach. I agree. But that's what I mean. You know, I don't think there's a single source to blame. I don't think Ramsdale could have done much better, but could he? Obviously, we've lost the ball in the transition. Obviously, Xhaka and Martinelli are not aware of the runner on the edge of the area. And Xhaka's had a nonchalant flick. Rob Holden, for me, is, as a centre-back, not really taking control of the situation as much as I wanted to see. Again, we've been hit on the transition. It happens. But from that's happened, essentially, why haven't we won the ball back quicker and counter-pressed? That's a big part of what Mikel Arteta has been trying to, to breed at this club and things. And we've got better at it. So, there are several sources, really, and truly. And, and again... We need to defend a lot better because let's be honest, it, you know, it was one-way traffic for the large part of that game. But arguably, as much as it was one-way traffic, Trossard did his thing, Jesus got a brace, Martinelli this, Ben White that. Ramsdale to make probably one save too many. So on the balance of things, we probably deserve to, to, to concede. And I think every goal could be avoidable. And first things first, especially at this point in the season, once you get the three points, nothing else really matters. But sometimes these margins might not go away. And as we know, goals change games. And again, as I said, it's more been at home this season. Even though we've had some great wins, we could have defended better against Spurs. We could have defended better against, you know, sometimes it's been set pieces. It's just been moments of brilliance from the opposition. Either several players have been switching off in a transition. Sometimes it's just individual mistakes. You know, even Saliba and Gabriel have dropped them. But it just feels at, at home, we seem to concede these cheap goals. It seems like the standards are slightly higher away from home. I don't know what that is. You know, you, again, I'll just say some random games. Could say it for me anyways. West Ham at home to a degree. Villa at home. Uh, Fulham at home. Brentford at home, even though the VAR thing. Crystal Palace, obviously Leeds. There's several. Liverpool, actually. Manchester United, actually. Obviously, even Rashford's goal. It's effing fantastic strike, but parties lost it in a needless area. And also in that game, we let ourselves down by a set piece after going ahead again. So while we're doing well this season, in terms of, for me to go to that next level, I guess we need to learn to be a bit more cynical and crave the clean sheet as much as we crave scoring four goals and, you know, all interchanging movements and everyone looks like an option and stuff. And slyly managing the game as well. If we watch that game again, I, again, for whatever reason, sometimes it happens. But the first half an hour, we was we weren't really playing to the standards we can. I think personally, when Partey came off, we got a bit complacent and naturally we lost his physicality and mobility and stuff like that. And I do think there was a correlation between... Jorginho, and Jorginho, I'm sure he even got span in the build-up as well, um, between Jorginho coming on and them getting more opportunities. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers has left. We were speaking about that. But I can't, you got to be honest, Jorginho got span. But we know that's a weakness of Jorginho's. Everyone's got weaknesses. We know his sort of game is, you know, the, the five-yard passes, controlling the tempo. We can't really 
look at him to be that dynamic guy. We've known this respectfully to Jorginho. Anytime we used to play Chelsea, Lacazette or someone used to stand on Jorginho and intercept it and whatnot. We always let teams think they can score against us. We need to stop that. We have the best record away this season in the Prem. We have to be confident we can come out of Anfield with three points. We're doing well. We should. You know, we should. If we're not going to have a... If we're not going to be confident at Anfield this season, when can we? But we need to respect them. And we need to just keep doing what we're doing, really. Like, I look at Anfield. Uh, we don't travel well there. We don't travel well to St Mary's or Old Trafford or Goodison Park. Hopefully, we can put that right, man. And it's the crunch period. And it's not always winning or losing. If you can't win, don't lose. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers has met his maker, isn't it? I wonder statistically how many managers have been sacked in the Prem this year. Because it's a bit mad, ain't it? It's actually mad. Smash the like button and subscribe. Don't forget such people. Keep your talking points coming. Great to see Jesus fit for Liverpool. I hear that. Arteta, get them speakers for trading. Get their speed. Get everything, man. Light bulbs, every, whatever you need to do. But one thing I like as well, as much as I, I, I praise Arteta in the same way, things were going wrong, you have to look at the manager. I've got nothing but plaudits. I've run out of things to say with Arteta. I have to applaud Arsenal players, whether I rate them or not, whether we do this or not, for retaining the information. And actually, for me, they, it looks like they, it sounds stupid, but they're buying into it. Really and truly, Arteta can have all the ideas he wants. If they don't buy into him, then it's a myth. And it's nice to see that. For me, one of the most things I like in previous years, definitely under Mikel Arteta, and I don't think it was his fault, players are just standing still, especially in attacking positions. Players are just standing still. Now people are expecting things. Benjamin White, you know, great goal from him. But why the guy has thought to himself, oh, plays on the other side with Martinelli. I know I'm the right back, but let me sneak towards the back post. And, you know, that's how he got his first goal against Bournemouth or something like that. So maybe he's starting to get there. So the anticipation, obviously, that ties into relationships being built. It was nice. To, it's dumb because it has to anyways. But it was nice to see goals in the second half come from the right-hand side as much as the left. I know there was a bit of link-up as well. Brother, Rams, she really think I'm an idiot. Like, don't do that to yourself. Come on now. Come on now. Come on, come on. We're having a good chat. Don't spoil it. Come on now, man. You, you big up Robbie, but you gotta go go over them sides to try and catch people out, man. You can't catch me sleep. I'm a bit tired, but listen, awake, man. Hey Zeus, man of the match performance at Anfield coming. I need it. I need it. Do you think Jorginho could play? I think he's intelligent enough to do it. So yeah, why not? Like, and in theory, if he's if Jorginho was to like, let's just say part age fit and and Jacques not, God forbid. Surely Jorginho is better if you absolve him of all the defensive capabilities as well. The Hector, he tried, man. I respect it. No, I don't, actually. I don't respect it. Like, appreciate it. But anyways, um, so yeah, man, keep your thoughts and whatnot coming. Do you, do we start Trossard Anfield next week and hope he bags another hat-trick? I believe so. Again, it's one where I can't answer, man. If Martinelli starts, I'm cool. If Trossard starts, I'm cool. I think that it's one, as I said, I, you wish you could play 12 players, but unfortunately in this life, you can't. You absolutely can't. Really. Who would you drop from the front three? I would start Jesus, Saka, Martinelli. I'd probably lean towards that as well, but... Trust, do you know what? I'd say Trussart, you know. Because I did... Did Martinelli get subjected? yesterday? I could be wrong, but I was. I do remember on my watch along, shout out to everyone who was here, I was like, he's probably played longer than I thought. So maybe, sorry, Trossard, really, but maybe Trossard, because if Saka's due arrest, Martinelli is probably close to Saka in terms of minutes. He might be due arrest and things. I don't know. You watching Lavia versus Rice at the moment? No, I'm just locked in with you lot. Last time I checked, they said, you lot said that uh, West Ham were winning. 
I don't think Jorginho has the legs to go up and down like Xhaka. I don't either, but I just think in theory, it won't be an eight role like that. But it's for me, you, I don't. I just need you to be the more connector, really. But I agree, that's probably why he plays as a six. Martinelli didn't get subbed. So yeah, you, surely Martinelli, if Saka got a rest, surely Martinelli's due a half sort of rest thing. But then again, unlike Saka, Martinelli didn't go off with international duty, really. You know, Saka forever playing for Arsenal, played significantly for England, needed to be a bit cute and clever. Trent versus Martinelli, long day. feel like we can exploit Trent with Martinelli on the left with the pace. And I mean, Trent's not an idiot. Liverpool not an idiot. They know that's where we're going to try and exploit them. And a big reason as to why that, you know, for all Trent's downfalls it used to run is because Fabinho was in top form. He's not, he's not, you know, form goes out the window and Liverpool at the end of the day needs to stop feeling sorry for themselves because you got battered against City. You got Chelsea midweek, which hopefully they win because Chelsea are the ops. And then they've got us. You feel sorry for yourself. Everything's done. But we need to ask questions. You've got great players at Liverpool can't con con uh, currently feeling sorry for themselves, low on confidence. Go and exploit that. Because, again, it's like two polar opposites. Nothing's going right for Liverpool currently, relatively, because it hasn't been perfect this season. Everything's going right for us. So keep going. And more, most importantly, enjoy it, man. But if we're not trying to... I'm sure there's other things you're going to have to do. But naturally, you're going to want to exploit Trent. Come on, man, if Grealish and Mitoma and all these guys can cook Martinelli, Trossard, whoever, not to say who's better or worse, but if them lot can cook Trent, cook Trent as well. And also they're all over the pitch. Because who's really playing well in that Liverpool team? Respectfully to them. 176 of you locked in, people. Again, smash the like button. With Tommy out, White's got to raise it against Salah or whoever is on that flank. I mean... It'd be nice to have seen Tommy Asu. You know, it's a big game for Zinchenko. I don't know if Tini will come in. I don't think he will. Um, but it's a big game for Zinchenko against Mohamed Salah. And it's not even necessarily Zinchenko defensively. It's them. You run into midfield and you can see Salah, Salah going forward. It's Salah's quick as they come. It could be a myth. I would sit Jesus on Fabinho and work him like a dog. We need to beat Liverpool for confidence-wise. I mean, if our confidence, respectfully, is contingent on beating or losing to Liverpool, I'd question our players because it shouldn't be that fragile. But I hear you. I was watching West Ham versus Southampton. If Southampton go down, would you take Carl Walker-Peters as a right-back? The, the hype around him has died, but he can be back up for White. I'd rather sign Fresneda, but if, if we need someone that's just a steady Eddie, that can just do a job when they're required in, in moments like this, when there's no Tomiyasu and all of these sort of things, then I don't think it's the worst option. I'll be happy with any front line. Same. I think every every Arsenal fan, I think the one consistency probably with all our front lines, if we were picking it for Liverpool, some Jesus might not necessarily start, Trossard might not necessarily start, Martinelli might not necessarily start. But I think everybody is, is Saka in two people in it. Like Saka has to play off the right hand side. Do you think Arsenal are in with a shout to sign Bellingham? We're not linked with him, but we know Eddie moves in silence. I mean, you never know. In theory, you could offer him a project. You could put up the money. But this is a man that's wanted by Real Madrid and etc. Obviously, with us about to give Saka a new deal and all of these sort of things, Jude Bellingham's wages will probably want to be close to what we're going to give Saka and probably out of the sky, really. And we, the better we get as a club, we need to move to this sort of gener this sort of direction where we, we get players for the top money. But... No, I don't think we're on it. I think clearly there's an admiration for his talent. But if we're to get one English centre mid, it's going to be his teammate, Declan. Jesus scoring is important. He knows how to deal with pressure from City days. Jesus will win us this title. Don't miss Enketia at all. Bit harsh, man, to Enketia. And you never know, man. 
And everybody's played their part this season. Rice playing much more like a lone six this game. Paqueta and Suchek further forward. Martinelli off the bench is going to have to accept that if that will be the case because Saka had to accept that yesterday. That's maybe what Teta's thinking. Uh, obviously, every player is going to be disappointed not to start, especially games like this. But like you said, you know, there's variety. Everyone gets their chance. And, you know, as much as we've named the starting 11 for the same period, everyone's had to, everybody's had their time where they've had to impact the game off the bench, where they've started and done well, where they might not necessarily be in the side. This is what we want, really and truly. You know, as great as City are, they had to do it with no Haaland. Whether you believe they play better with Haaland or not, either way, the guy scored a, a, a crazy amount of goals and he's going to break whatever. Every week he seems to be breaking statistics, but they had to get on with it. And obviously, Foden's a bit part squad player at the moment, but they had to get on with it. We're going to have to get on with it. And I think every player has pulled, has pulled their weight, really. Fair enough. And Ketia might have frustrated at times, definitely against City at home. But he did it for the duration that he filled in for. I think he did very well. You know, I think he did a lot better than a lot of people would, are giving him credit for, if I'm honest with you. Everyone's got a part to play. He definitely played his part. What would you do with Eddie and Balogun when he's back? It's a difficult one. And it's one where. I don't think, if I'm Arteta, I don't think I would have given it much thought currently because of I need to deal with what's in front of me. But I, I would say in the off-season, maybe early pre-season max, I'd make my decision, I think. See what the low manager's been saying about his performances, what's his good performances, what's his bad ones. You know, I want it as much as I, I love the fact that Balogun's got 17 goals. What are the games that you didn't impact? Because that's where we find any faults in your game that we can evidently improve. You know, where did he struggle? How does he play when he doesn't score? You know, again, I don't have these to hands, but what is his pressing metrics like? You know, how long does he make certain sprints? And what's his defensive actions? What's his heat map? Because you've seen Eddie try to develop it. Jesus is everywhere as well. That stuff is as important to Arteta as scoring really and truly. So want to see what he's done there. Want to see the improvements. Want to see how he matches up. Have an honest conversation with the lad as well. And, you know, I'm sure Balogun, he's looking at it in two worlds. End of the day, if you sign, if you are involved with Arsenal next season, at a point, you're probably behind Eddie, indirectly Trossard now and Jesus. That doesn't mean that's set in stone until you get an opportunity. And it's only been the turn of the year, really, that people have been given opportunities. Yes, there's been the Jesus thing, Xhaka and El Nene at the start of the season. Sometimes players have been given opportunities. But largely, in the early days of the Europa League, when we was in the group, and obviously in the league, was playing the same team, really, at a point where people were like to Arteta, why don't you use all your five subs? That kind of has to remain if we're going to be in the champs and stuff. There has been times this season where... Eddie, as we said, has done his thing, doing what he's doing, you know, but there's times where he's looked tired. He looks, they were, even before his injury, he looks spent. He looked out of gas, you know. For, to play in that Mikel Arteta side up front, it does take a lot out of you, you know. So there was a scope to bring, even bring in an next forward or have someone involved, but he probably would have to accept he's on the peripheral where I'm sure, you know, you're not, not to say you can't break in, but he's been exposed to first-team football now consistently. This is why, is it worth going out on loan again, maybe to Palace or something, if they don't bring in a striker? Is it worth staying in France? You know, does he say, do you know what, I don't really want to do that and be behind all these guys, I want to leave? I don't know. But I'd be inclined to keep Balogun at least for the first half of the season. But yeah, just has to have, which I think he will, just have an honest conversation with him, really, and see where where he sees him at this moment in time and how he can break in. Because as you've seen with Eddie towards the end of last year now, you can make... You, you can make, you can do something here if you want to, you know. If you not, if you if Arteta in the chances he gives you, take even Reese Nelson. Obviously, not so much now, but even from Reese Nelson performing to a degree against Forest and definitely against Bournemouth, he's in the match day squad now. Sometimes Reese Nelson's been injured, smashed the light button, people. One love to the Twitch ones, but there's also been times where he hasn't been injured. Arteta said there's been sporting decisions. Actually, right now, if everybody's fit, 
I personally believe it's Eddie and Ketia or Reese Nelson for that last place on the bench. So might have to accept this. He should believe he could break in. Arteta clearly likes you, gave you a new deal, the Haylenders and whatnot. But there's only a certain amount of attacking players that can be on the bench and play at one time. So indirectly, whether you're a 10, a striker, a winger, what Arteta wants to do and what he requires indirectly affects you per se as well. Because if Trossard starts up front, that has ramifications on the left-hand side. So should believe in himself and believe he could bring something to the table. But everything should be up for debate. I don't think, I think Arteta is obviously keeping in contact in that. But I don't personally think a decision has been made on Balogun yet. Because obviously, as good as he is, it's not one where you look at like, okay, you're definitely involved next year. I hope you are. I want to see as many Haylen boys come through. But yeah. And I don't see us. I would like us for what it's worth. I would just like a striker. I don't see us doing that. So you might as well run a, run Balogun a chance. And K has done his part. Same for Nelson. Most players had their moment in this title race. DG, if you don't beat us this season at Anfield, you never will. I got pretenders calling themselves Liverpool players and managers. That is testing my patience. If Saliba is back, we're not losing. Nuno kicked out of training. It's peak. What Nuno Tavares? What happened there? Keep Balogun and sell and Ketia. I even remember Tommy Asu locking down Salah at the Emirates. Yeah, that was Tommy Asu's best game. And then he started moving mad. I used to think Eddie needs to go, but cashing on a Balogun could be the move. Eddie has more all-round game at the moment. I think so. That's because he's a slightly older and been exposed. I'll cash in on Balogun. It all depends because you could look back and say we sold him too early. You might look back a bit like Joe Woolock and say we made the right decision. For me, I'm inclined to just give him a new deal. He's contracted until 2025. He's making himself a more known entity. Who said we have to make a decision right now? To be fair, tell Balogun if I it's it's gonna sound so bad, man. But if I'm Arsenal, I'm telling Balogun everything he wants to hear. Yeah, bro, you're involved next year, bro. Trust me, you're gonna be like Saka and that. You're gonna get a new squad number. Let me talk to your agent. You're contracted until 2025. Let's throw a couple, let's give you some more zeros and let's tie down your deal a bit. Once he's done that, it does not matter realistically. If Arteta sees him in training and says, you know what, you're going to have to be patient, but I'm involving you. If he wants to loan him out, cool. If a club wants to buy him, it's a stronger negotiating position. He's one of the best performing English strikers at the moment. I just see that as gold, really. And sometimes not every one of these guys are going to make it at the club. And we've got to remember he's young, respectfully to France. In England, there's going to be a massive jump off. And as we've seen with Eddie and Ketty, you're, you're a hero or villain week to week. And we forget how young these guys are. Balogun's where he should be at, at this moment. On reflection, Benjamin White was flawless yesterday and has a shout as man of the match. His S-housery is incredible. And he got on the score sheet, most underrated player in the Prem right now. I hear that. You rather we play our football or counter-attack against Liverpool. Liverpool. Be smart. You know, we're not a counter-attacking team, but a lot of our goals have been against the run of play, killing teams. So be smart with it. You know, if when I think with Liverpool, we have to respect them. We have to respect what they do uh, collectively and individually. But put our own foot in the game. Long gone are the days. As I said, be sensible. If you can see that a period where Liverpool are all over you, the fans are onto them, be sensible. Say, all right, cool. This is you lot's 10 minutes. Let's sit back. Take it from there. If there's a time where Liverpool are feeling sorry for them, themselves and they and we smell blood, naturally be adventurous, be confident, but don't be a fool. So kind of take it like that. But generally, because of how we've been in the top games, because of what we've been doing this season, I think we're now progressing into that scenario where it's not... Remember, Arteta at times had to do the damage limitation thing. We used to play Liverpool. Definitely, what was it, last year? We were like, oh, OK, cool. It weren't a cricket score. Now we need to start throwing a bit more punches. So I'll... I'll I could understand, on one hand, I'd prefer Tierney defensively against, against Salah, but I understand if Sinchenko plays and we keep doing what we're doing. So, yeah, I want to be throwing stuff, man, at them. 
Tini must start against Liverpool. In my opinion, we've got to deal with the threat of Salah. We do, but it don't matter what Salah's on if we're scoring goals and dominating the ball, really. But I hear you. Have you seen Tavares has been kicked out of training? No, no, no. Are you lot? Is it man or are you being serious? Tavares, you know, listen, after your manager, you see, it's that manager's fault. On Friday, when we did a watch, when we did a live stream, and he sat there and he said, I think he could play for Barca and Real Madrid and all these things. And now this is coming out. You see, you're feeding dead egos to melee players. Boy, discipline in that. Boy, where do you see this, man? You could not, ne you know, ne you never done nothing, man. I I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt, Tavares. I'm trying to find it. What did he do, man? No way, you're not this silly. And when you don't say kicking out of training, what do you mean? See, see what I'm saying? Arteta's not gonna be happy with that. He's not gonna be happy with that. Nuno Tavares was kicked out of training session. Raw, see. That's why, okay, so in reflection, is love for that South London. So in reflection, that's why he was gassing him up to the public. Balogun deserves the opportunity Nelson got this season. It's true, but that's not developing you, really. And we have to also look at Balogun as an asset. Like, yeah, Nelson, you've got to take your opportunities, but how much minutes have you really played? I don't know if Balogun will be happy with that. If you have a good loan, then you've done your job. He's earned some minutes for us. Exactly. I'd love him in the, in the scenario, but... I'll be kidding if 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 Arteta said, listen, if, if we can get other areas addressed, we might be alert to a striker and an offer that's too good potentially to turn down for Balogun. I'll be, I'd consider it. You know, it's a means to an end in that. Yeah, it's a tough call. He might demand I'd, he might demand guaranteed playing time, which could be a sticking point. I I can't lie. I, I hope not because I don't think he's in a position to do that. I think he can sit there and say, Gaffer. I know you've got Eddie. I know you've got Brazilian Dons and that. But I think I'm as good as them in my own little way. I think he's... And Arteta should really say, cool, if you want it, prove it. Show me in training. Be patient. Your chance will come. Eddie had to show patience. If we sell Balogun, at least first option to buy in the, in the contract in the future. Liverpool start fast. we got to slow the game down. I knew Tudor was waffling about Tavares. We need points from Liverpool City. Nelson didn't really get an opportunity. He just fell in his lap. And sometimes you've got to do that. Ain't that like Rashford at Man United? You know, probably weren't going to get an opportunity under Van Gaal, but there was an injury crisis. You took it, you ran with it. A bit like, you know, Saka has been, Saka would have probably made it under any reason. But Arsenal were a mess. He was given opportunities. Run with it, really. It don't, as long as the opportunity falls in your lap, some people are going to get because there's an injury crisis. Sometimes there's a loss of form. There's bus-ups. Just take it because... There ain't, there's a lot of opportunity here, but there ain't too many opportunities in the first team at this moment in time. But yeah, man, it is what it is in that regards, people. So yeah, uh, let's see. Let's make a timestamp, actually. Let's just call that one Arsenal News. Let's see what's going on in everything Arsenal News. Uh, what should we, what's the time here, 40? With that okay, so where do we start? Let's start with this Tavares stuff because it's crazy, really. Well, apparently, Arsenal Loney Nuno Tavares was kicked out of a training session by Marseille manager Igor Tudor last week as the player was not given the commitment required and was not making efforts. Now, I don't know where Marseille are in the table, but this is the danger for young players. If you're a manager and there's in you know there's pressure on your job or whatever, and you're looking at players who are on loan. You're assuming Tavares is thinking, you know what, I'm just going to go back to Arsenal anyways and probably get a move. You don't want to see that, in it. 
Because as much as it's about what you do on a football pitch, Arteta has shown it. He's a stickler for what you do in every aspect, nine times out of ten in your life. There's there's three sides to every story. There's you know there's Tavares's, there's the gaffers, and there's also the the, the uncut truth what actually happened. You know, it's we can't just in Tavares' defence, he's allowed to give his his side of the story and that. But what I will say, it don't look good in it. And this the media could be making this up, but it don't look good, especially if you're not making efforts and commitment required because you're not Roberto Carlos. You're not Lionel Messi, you're not Cristiano Ronaldo, and even these three world-class, top-class players that I've named are always trying to improve. If you were like them, then it don't really matter what you're doing in training, you're doing the business, but you're Nuno Tavares, and you're not on none of that. And your future, whether Marseille are going to keep you permanently, whether Arsenal, you know, contracted until 2025, 23 years of age, Tini might leave, there could have been a role for, for you there. Wait, but this is an individual who signs for a football club as a left-back and he's talking about when they're asking him his strengths, I like to shoot with my right foot. The decision-making across all aspects is clearly not there. Turn that 8 million into 16, man. Balogun should remember the times Arteta used used to start him even though he was stinking the striker role. Yeah, that. Balogun looks like he's enjoying himself in France. If he isn't happy with the role he gets when he's back at Arsenal, let him be happy elsewhere because he'll... What, it, He'll want to start somewhere, say Villa under Emery. Is he in a position to demand that, though? If Balogun wins the Golden Boot in France and says he wants first team, would you give it to him? You can be involved in the squad, but you're not in a position to say a starting role at this moment in time without showing improving. Yeah, you'd you'd actually finish. Well, you're going out of every striker technically employed by Arsenal, Jesus, so on and so forth. You would have been the highest scoring player. So, on theory, yes, but are you better than Jesus at this moment in time? Are you more important to the side than any Nketiah? Do you deserve to start in that nine row ahead of Trossard? I'm not saying these, I, I believe or don't believe. Unless you could answer all of them questions with yes, you're in no position to talk to Arteta about demanding. Should you ask for a chance and a proper chance? Like properly? Yeah, but myth. DJ, I can't lie. Watching the Southampton game, Walcott still has some decent movement. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Please smash the like button. One love exposes his character and temperament, makes him look like a loose cannon, which can deter Arteta on his future, similar to Dozier, Aubameyang, etc. Edu said multiple times that they do a background check on players. They are interested in family life, personality, ambition. I guess the check wasn't complete on Tavares. To be fair to him, man, make mistakes. You could have, you know, I don't know why. Not making the efforts, I'm not sure, but some players don't always train well. And he might feel he's training well. And we don't know what could have been said to him and whatnot. So we have to allow him. But what I would say, it don't look good because, yeah, every now and again, you seem to score some goals. Everyone starts waffling about giving him a chance. Some Arsenal fans actually say, put him back out wide. We always want to learn the hard way, don't we? But fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Tavares there, people. I really don't, but he's going to have to fix up. If he's serious, let's look at Nicolas Pepe, people. Now, this came out a few days ago, but I never saw it. Nicolas Pepe insists he could have been important for Premier League leaders Arsenal this season, but for Mikel Arteta's decision to freeze him out as club's 72 million record by ponders his future on loan at Nice. Apparently, Nicolas Pepe has given an update on his Arsenal future after his loan spell at Nice. Let's see exactly what's going on, people. He's been sidelined for six weeks, but he's back now with a knee injury. Nicolas Pepe has pondered what his Arsenal future would might look like had his loan spell uh, sorry as his loan spell with Nice comes to a close specifically what did you say 
Apparently, he's in, he said, he said, I'm very happy at Nice. There are still two important months for the club. I want to focus on the on the last two months and rest. I don't know there'll be discussions. Contracted until 2024, earning 140 grand a week. It's, a, it's something Arsenal have to address. Um, nonetheless, people, he's insisted he could have been important. He said, I don't know what Arsenal want to do. I still have a lot of friends there. I could have been important for this club, but it's the manager's choice. It's th I don't think he said anything wrong there. And he said a lot of things without saying nothing. He said, I don't know what Arsenal want to do. He still has a lot of friends. He believes he could be important. But maybe the manager, despite him trying, didn't, you know, he just weren't the manager's choice. And it's difficult, man. I, I, I don't think I would be against necessarily Pepe get, getting a new opportunity. But I think it's probably best that that doesn't happen. End of the day, he's on big money. costs big money. It's all at L. Is someone with a year left going to give him suitable wages? I don't know, but we'll have to see. But that's what Pepe has said. He's also said, today I'm back at 100%, even if it will take me a little time to find the rhythm. Despite the injury, I wanted to stay with the team and come to training. I've always done that. With the series we're doing, we want to finish well. We've lost a couple of players through injury for this for this end of the season, so I want to help. And he's played 17 times in Liga, people, with six goals. So it all depends where you lot are at with that, really. Which, boy... Pepe has just been out of his depth. It's a shame he has potential, but not made for the Premier League, in my opinion. I hear that. Arsenal really need to do something different against Liverpool. Recall Pepe and Balogun, myth, played Nelson in the night. Hey, man, you're moving mad, but you're a Liverpool fan, so I don't trust you. Suleiman off of Southampton is so fun to watch. Just picks up the ball and runs with it. The kid isn't scared of anybody, which is... A great trait to have, really and truly. So, yeah, that's Nicholas Pepe. What else he said? Ainsley Maitland-Niles. I'm an Arsenal and England star, but I try not to think about the title race as I'm desperate to avoid second relegation. Obviously, you ate that one with West Brom. Uh, apparently, he said... He's spoken about keeping in touch with the Arsenal Academy, lads. We don't speak about what is happening at each other's teams. It's more like, hi, are you good? Hope you're well. I'll see you soon, Cap. Uh, I'm just saying I'm just staying focused because I'm trying to help the team and get us from this relegation battle. And he's doing well of recent. He then said, apparently, you know, he said he then went on to say, sorry, folks, I was reading something else. It was strange. You just have to sit there and try to rally the boys before the game and during the training sessions. It was a difficult situation. It's always been hard when you're at the bottom. You just have to have self-belief as a team. There's always talent in the room. As long as the man next to you is willing to fight with you, you should be fine. All right, fair enough. And then he spoke about Mikel Arteta and the similarities between his current gaffer. He said maybe that's the Spanish mentality, the, the love of football they have, the way he lives and breathes football and looks at the game is second to none like Arteta. From day one, this is the way we are going to move forward. This is what I want from everyone. Crazy. So shout out to Ainsley Maitland-Niles, man. Your future is still subject to extreme speculation. In fact, going back here, what's this? It's all something about Rafinha. Caught my eye. Let's see this cap. Arsenal giving fresh hopes as they line up third transfer bid for Barcelona star Rafinha in the summer. Surely this is April Fool's. This was out yesterday, but we do have an admiration for the 26-year-old. Maybe it's true, but I'm wary of anything that comes out then, people. So we'll have to see in that regard. Statistically, people, there's a lot of things we can improve as a club because Arsenal have kept just three clean sheets in their last 18 Premier League games at the Emirates Stadium, people. Big up uh, Granite Xhaka and Trossard. Trossard's got seven assists and seven... And Trossard's got seven... I think this means seven assists for Arsenal, seven goals this season. I don't know. But either way, it's wavy Arsenal stuff. Don't really make sense now that I pre that again. But Kyle Saka has eight goals and assisted four more in his last 10 games at the Emirates Stadium. Didn't do that yesterday, though. Only one team has stopped Arsenal from scoring in their last 18 Premier League matches at home. Arsenal haven't had any players booked in the last three Premier League games at home. 
Arsenal, we've only got our third penalty of the season. When I saw this, I was thinking, wow, we should have had a lot more. Only one team with more than 72 points has ever finished outside the top four in a 38-game Prem season. So, yeah, man, I think 70 points does it for us this season or in and around that. Only Crystal Palace have recovered more points from losing positions than Arsenal this season. They've recovered 17, we've recovered 15, and we've probably been in the driving foot a lot of the time. Both Lavi and Rice are balling out. First time in a while that I don't mind any of our midfield targets for the role. Lavi or Rice, Caicedo, they're all wavy. Apparently, statistically, we can't finish lower than eighth. So, every you know, we still have to keep working hard, man. Nothing's been decided. Gabriel Jesus, I know he's just come back from injury, but he actually ended a, a, a drought, people. He ended a run of eight Premier League appearances, six starts without a goal when he netted yesterday, and he got two. Saliba didn't play, but Saliba propaganda. William Saliba has had more opposition forwards in his pocket than any other defender in the Premier League this season. Looking at Richarlison, that's befitting because Jesus got injured. He's still got more in the league than you. Benjamin has more in the league than you. Even Saliba does. 60 million, you know, crazy. Crazy. Only Kevin De Bruyne with 12 has provided more assists from open play than Leandro Trossard in the Premier League this season. Shout out to our January recruit. This is where I think Arsenal need to learn how to defend better people looking at it. Arsenal have the best defensive record in the Premier League away from home. At home, they have conceded more goals than Bournemouth, Everton and West Ham. You see why we need to defend a lot better? That's crazy. Once again, Arsenal have the best defensive record in the Premier League away from home. At home, they've conceded more goals than Bournemouth, Everton or West Ham. Now, them three clubs are fighting relegation. You know, you need to score more goals than your opponent and concede a lot less. That That's a bit concerning. So we, we're doing well, but there's always things we could improve. Big ups, people. Trossard is quickly becoming my favourite player. His body faints are deadly. It looks like Ainsley Maitland-Niles is playing right wing. Can Zinchenko and Tierney play at the same time? In theory, yeah, but I don't know if we'll do it this season. Imagine if Ainsley Maitland-Niles just decides to lock down that backup right-back spot. I mean, there's an opportunity for you because in theory, you could do the inverted role. It might not be as wavy as we could have it, but there might be something. Jesus, propaganda people. You know, big up to him in his first start for, um, for Arsenal in the league since the 12th of November. I'm sure he started. Did he start against Sporting? Because I don't know if this is true, but he hasn't started a game for Arsenal since then. But nonetheless, it's all right. And you look at his first half by numbers. Apparently, Martinelli has had more successful dribbles than any other player on the pitch combined, which is lovely. Where's the other propaganda? You look at Jesus' game by numbers. He got basically an hour, 59 minutes, had 48 touches, won four duels, had four shots, two shots on target, two goals, and had one chance created. What a guy, man. What a guy. Happy to have him back. Absolutely happy to have him back. So, yeah, what else have we got? Propaganda. Big up Trossard. 55 touches, three touches in the up box, three chances created, one assist, two interceptions. Only Saka has more assists for Arsenal this season. For Arsenal. And this guy joined in January a couple months ago. Keep it up, lad. What a player. Keep it up. Arsenal. Uh, Mikel Arteta has urged his Arsenal stars to enjoy the moment as they push for a first Premier League title in 19 years. Specifically, what has he said? Just enjoy the moment we are in. We have nine games to go when we are singing this. When we are all singing the song together, Goosebumps Football is about passion and about emotion and what we can transmit. The crowd transmits energy, belief, love to the players and unconditional support. The reaction of the crowd when we conceded was another example. They cheered the team. That's rare to see and an exceptional response. So with us, we are so excited. We want to go for it. Focus on the next game because we're going to put everything into it. 
Shout out the gaffer. What we can control is what we can do. We have been discussing that for the past few days. After the international break, there was a lot of tricky situations to manage with a few players. There's always a question about how the players will react after that. I think they were exceptional. They're really at it. Everybody wanted to be involved and we won the game in a convincing way, which is good and the only thing that we can control. Don't forget people watching Newcastle against Manchester United at 4.15 together. He then praised Gabby Jesus. Delighted for him. They all were. We were all clapping him. He has been working so hard for the last four or five months with a lot of support. He deserved the chance to start. He grabbed the opportunity with a lot of conviction and with two goals. Shout out to him. And he looked disappointed. He did him dirty. Um, Arteta was asked about, about Leandro Trossard people being good and maybe he would, even in his, his wildest dreams, that he couldn't believe that he's doing this. He has more assists um, than anyone in the Prem, uh, anyone else excluding Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, I have very well... I, does he? he might even be Saka, but that's what it says there. Arteta replied, I have very wild dreams. We knew about his, in brackets, Trossard's quality and what he can bring to the team. He can play right, left. He can play as a midfielder. He can play false nine. He's really contributed to the team. He's taken responsibility to make that happen and we love him. I don't know about Mudrick, though. One of those dreams may be turning into reality pretty soon, but Arteta was adamant that it was just another game. It feels like another game. Finals are played in May. We don't have any finals till then, and we're not statistically getting into any finals, but the manager's learnt from Wenger. What happened to you? Damn. Damn. Wow. Nonetheless, people, Jesus has been speaking as well. He was said he was disappointed, actually. I bet that's about the hat trick. Uh, he said, like every player, you never disrespect the manager. Mr. Mikel knows how I appreciate him a lot and how I respect him and the team as well. Obviously, every player wants to play the full 90 minutes, and I think I'm ready, obviously, to play more. But when the referee came and said, you're going out, I was a little bit disappointed because I want to play. But of course, I respect the mister and respect the other players as well. So it was just 60 minutes, but I enjoy it a lot. Big him up, man. And hopefully you get more minutes. So, yeah. And speaking of that, Jesus wants to thank us supporters. Big him up. It was so good playing again, starting again and feeling the atmosphere of the crowd. The supporters all come all together and the way they support me is massive. I just want to say thank you to them for supporting me. And to the end, it's not easy when you're seeing your striker not scoring goals, but they always support me. I want to score and I practice penalties. Yesterday, I was practicing with the guy, so I was confident. I wanted to take it. That's the best way to take the penalty. Shout out to Odegaard for helping him as well. Saliba had two shaky games. One game, he had an own goal. Other game, he was playing good, but the ball bounced off his knee and led to a mistake. Um, and I have people telling me Lissandra has a better season. Lissandra's a good player, though. DG, did you see the row of empty seats at the top of the clock end tours taking the P, man? No, I didn't, you know. I love how versatile our squad is. Many players can play at least two positions. Glenn, you're right. I play them well because we've had players that have played all over. And obviously, William and Trossard aren't the same. But every time I watch Trossard, it, it, it makes me think about what Arteta probably was hoping William would have been. Someone that can affect in all of these roles and experienced and all of that. So now you can see why. I don't know why, but one worked out and one didn't. But yeah. Reminds me of Santi. I, I see it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally say that. But I hear why you would come with that. Five more likes till we have 100 people. He then went on to say, I love challenges, obviously with an injury. And when there's surgery involved, it's not easy. But if God gives me a, a challenge, it's because I can survive and come back stronger. I remember day one of rehab, working hard and thinking about a way to come back. If I don't work hard, I'll come back soft. Obviously, every player wants to play. Oh, we've already seen that. So, yeah, there we have that. We'll look at what Mikel said in a sec. But 
Apparently, Arsenal confident of smashing their transfer record. Arsenal are confident of smashing their transfer record as they plot a summer assault on the transfer market, sources have told Football Insider. Sources told this site on Friday the Gunners have made West Ham star Declan Rice their first choice midfield target. It is believed the Irons will hold out for bids of 100 million or more for their star midfielder. The Gunners are confident of obliterating their current club record, even if a deal for the top target rise cannot be struck. Mikel Arteta's side are eyeing up multiple top-tier deals, which would eclipse the 72 million spent on flop Nicolas Pepe. In addition to a top-class central midfielder, it's believed the Gunners' Chiefs are plotting a move for a world-class forward who could slot into the starting eleven. We have been linked with Latoura Martinez, which I can't confirm such, and allegedly, you know, a third bid for Rafina could come coming in the summer, people. With us being in the Champions League, you like to see that. Uh, Granite Xhaka Saliba, obviously, there's talk of signing new deals as well. So we'll have to see how all of these things develop. What's this? Arsenal Freeman shopping list revealed. Let's see. Arsenal drawing up a short list of three midfield targets for the upcoming summer transfer window. The Gunners are keen to add a central midfielder to their squad and have identified Onana, Moses Caicedo and Declan Rice as their top targets. The North London side are understood to be long-term admirers of Onana and Caicedo after having bids of 70 million rejected for the Brian Stein Jan. Fair enough. However, it's understood that West Ham captain Declan Rice is Arsenal's top priority midfield target this summer. Football Insider sources revealed on Friday that the Gunners are ready to submit a stunning £100 million bid for Declan Rice. And it says here that City, Liverpool and Chelsea are all looking at such that he's turned down deals as well. So we'll have to see, but it's... Is there any credibility there? Really, I don't know. We've also been linked with Dominic Calvert-Lewin once again. Arsenal plot surprise move to sign Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Arsenal are monitoring the availability of Everton star Dominic Calvert-Lewin this summer. Sources have told Football Insider. The Gunners are in the market for a new striker and are keeping tabs on whether a cut price deal could be made for the 26-year-old if the Toffees are relegated this season. Arteta is an admirer of his ability when fit people and he's ready to launch a surprise move despite injury issues. Crazy, man. He's had two injury-plagued seasons. He has scored only one Premier League goal this season. Leave him to Spurs. Rich, you know, he's got more than Richarlison, though, from 11 matches and just 735 minutes of action. So, yeah, I mean, you're not in the best possible shape, really. He's missed 48 games for Everton since 2016-17, including six this current campaign. 59 goals in 203 appearances as well. There could be a fire sale. And if he wants to have any chance of going to the Euros, if fit, you probably got to be playing in the top division, so I don't know if that's a that's a thing. Arsenal joined by Brighton in transfer race for 30 million rated final midfielder uh, Orkan Koku. We've been linked with the Turkish international and you know Dutch youth international for a while. 22 years of age, playing for final. I'm sure Nelson knows all about him, so I don't think there's any real credibility in that. Uh, what has been said here, Leandro Trossard's living up to Mikel Arteta's boss. Wildest dreams. We've seen this already. Fair enough. We've seen that already. We've been linked with Victor Rourke again. Now, some reports have said he wants to go to Barcelona. This says he prefers to play English football. The athletes reps, Andre, the athletes rep, um, Andre Corey was in England this year and spoke informally with Arsenal and Chelsea. The Premier League Giants have already shown an interest in signing the 19-year-old. In addition, the athlete's own desire is to go to the most competitive league in the world. Rourke has been following the English league for some time. Barca also be interested in the striker, but Curie's bad relationship with Barcelona could make negotiations difficult. They turned down a bid from West Ham, allegedly prior people. He's got 100 million euros release clause and he's contracted until 2027. So we'll have to see, essentially. 
been linked with him. That could be good. You know, it looks like he's got a big future ahead of him. Declan Rice likely to join Arsenal this summer. We've been knowing this. I don't think this is anything new, but until he signs, this is kind of redundant. We've seen this as well. Arsenal still on spectacular 50 million forward. He could leave league leaders. We've been linked with Ferran Torres again, people. He's only made 11 starts, but if Arteta's keen on him and he could play as a false nine, why not? Fair enough. But we're going to get linked with many players. Jao Felix to Man United. Well, if, Jao, if Man United are involved for Jao Felix, can't we? If, especially if he doesn't want to stay at Chelsea permanently. Get involved in that as well. Let's see what Goal.com is also saying, folks. Have they linked us with anything new here? No. Man said too many. What's going on here? Arsenal look to offer Xhaka and Pepe in deal for Vlahovic. Yeah, right. But according to that Italian, you know, report, apparently we want to include Xhaka and Pepe in an offer for Vlahovic. We're prepared to spend 100 million or in excess of 100 million on Declan Rice. 55 million price tag has been slapped on Rafina by Barcelona. Ain't that essentially their money back? Arsenal pushing to sign Jesper Limstrong. We're keeping tabs on Chuameni. We like Eric Garcia. Sasha Boy as well. Saka New Deal moves closer. We've been linked with Paqueta, Caicedo, Hoijlin, Lavia, Ilias, Brian Diaz, Mendy. So, yeah, Noah Okafor. Again, the vast majority of these things are going to be, realistically, they're going to be nonsense, people. So, we'll have to see exactly where that one appears going. Apparently, a Barca move for Rug would be on hold till 2024. That gives them a year to sort out their peas. It gives them another year to develop. Again, you look at Neymar, there's no rush. These journalists are mad like Edu is going to be sitting there on the phone to them saying the names of three men they're looking to sign. Arteta won't even tell the press how long Saliba is out for. What do you think of the RB from Leverkusen joining us? Depends on the price. I'm, I think he's a decent player, actually. Jesus needs to tap him up, Barca. Have only Rafinha over there. It's true. It's true. Bring them all, man. Whoever again for me, it's no secret. I really want a midfielder or midfielders. I would love an eight and a six, so I could finally sleep comfortable because we've got some good midfield options. But I want, yeah, I just want more. Really. I like Jorginho in his role, but I think we need someone that is more aligned to party. Because as you saw yesterday, respectfully to him, you know, the transitions, man. Do you actually care about the price the club pays for players? Not necessarily. It's not my money, but come on now. You know, generally, there's a correct. It's not for me to care. If we're spending money on players that are not worth it, then you end up like Spurs or you end up with, with a group of players eventually that are not good enough, like you've seen. You know, and we've done the opposite, actually doing what you're supposed to do. And now we've got a better squad, so of course I care. You know, I don't care, but of course I care, you know, at the end of the day. You're right, it's not our money, but it's a rather simplistic view of just simply not caring, you know. We're going to be, well, I'm pretty sure it's you a lot as well, but as much as I like Mikel Arteta, I'm pretty sure when his time comes that he leaves, I'm still going to support this football club, but I'm not going to live or die by the peace. As long as people, as long as we bring in people that improve, but naturally, for me anyways, if we're spending more money on wages or fees, with it, with the exception, I want to see results. Like, if we was to buy Sane for the wages he's going to be in and whatnot, I want to see results. But yeah, man, Javi Alonso will be a top coach, hopefully. Be better for the game, for new guys to come on the scene. Exactly. And then indirectly, it has it has that effect. So, yeah, it's, I'm not going to live or die. I'm not going to move mad about the price tag. Like, at a time, some of our fans were genuinely kicking and screaming that we signed Benjamin White for 50 million. Fortunately for us, it's worked out, but not going to lose it, like, lose it, like, 
it's not my piece, as you know, as as has been stated, people, essentially. But with that being said, people, I'm just conscious of the time. I'm back again at 4.15. We'll be watching Newcastle against Manchester United later. Again, please make sure you smash the like button. You lots questions, your talking points. All of this, this stuff that we've been doing across Twitch and YouTube has been amazing. Again, it's been a big weekend for content and it's not done yet. So I'll see you lot in a sec. If not, bless up, people. Make sure you've hit the like button and subscribe. Stay blessed, stay safe. And I hope next week is even better than this week for you lot. <laughs> I've been getting like